threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Coming at you. Wood Podcast. Yes, sir. We should have started with a campfire. Oh, we should have. That would have been a great idea. We should have just started a little campfire. That pretty here in much the just sounded just like one. I thought there was a fire in here. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We better stop this. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> it sounded exactly like a fire. Yep, yep. Yeah, Cam, what are we talking about today? Um, well, it's a good time of year for people to get out, start thinking about camping because yeah, they've yeah. been hunkered down for awful winter. Mm-hmm. And so we we wanted to talk about how you can apply your camping skills. Mm-hmm. To your prepping skill, like how yeah. can you use both to help each of them? But yeah. basically, camping yeah. for prepping, camping for preppers, Pre- prepping, preps, prepsersing, prepping with the camping and the preps, exactly. prepping your camps for prepping, and basically how there's a crossover. That's yeah, all I wanted exactly. to say, and I said it the worst way possible. That's all right, as usual. We got through it though, right? We did. Uh, before we get into this, though, I got to tell you about Battle Box. It is the monthly subscription box full of solid gear for adventure seekers, campers, yes, survivalists. Most of my stuff is yeah. from BattleBox like that I almost, camp with. Like ninety percent of my camping gear has come yeah. from BattleBox. Like I have, like I should be camping all summer long because I got every piece yeah. of gear known to man. Seriously, you it, know, all like pretty much all my camping gear came from them. Yeah, each each month, BattleBox the good sends camping you, gear. The good camping gear sends you the coolest selection of handpicked outdoor survival camping and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you'd normally pay. You never know what's in the next box, but here's a sampling of what users received this month. I'm really excited about this. The Batterix Power Card. Oh, really? Yeah, a brand new sponsor of ours for our Five Questions podcast, um, and there's one in the battle box. That's cool. That is awesome. I'm excited about that. Then the Climate Versa Blanket. You could take that camping. So much better. I hate sleeping bags. They're the worst. They are. They're, They're also good. Yeah. They're great, but they suck. <laughs> exactly. Kind of like us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All this badassness starts at just $34.99 per month. They've shipped over a million boxes and one best men's subscription box of 2020. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash casual preppers. Listener reviews starts now. Oh, yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Deb Kessler. Deb Kessler. I have been listening to Casual Preppers for a while now. Mm. I have learned so much from them. Mm. But equally important is the entertainment I get each week. Aww. Best Russian accent. I messed that one up. <laughs> yeah, the best, best, <laughs> it's the best Russian accent impression ever. Yeah. Thanks for inf- for the information, guys, and the laughs. Stay survived. That was kind of Deb. Thanks, Deb. Deb, you are the best. Seriously. Yeah, if you guys want to be a part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, leave us a five-star review, and make it awesome. It's a mad, mad world. Man, yeah, you kind of took the one that I was going to take, so I went with with something a little weird. Do it, please. It's super weird. A nurse in Canada, and nurses are your favorite, we know this, Cameron, is trying to understand what her trail camera caught when she left it pointed at a deer carcass on her property in order to capture wildlife. 36-year-old Corinia Stanhope told Kennedy News that she had been riding her horse on her property when she discovered the carcass of a deer. Happens all the time, right? She's like, perfect. I want to see a bear come eat it. Yeah, so she... Or a a Bigfoot. Whatever. So after her and her grandfather set up a camera, check the video later. She was stunned to what (laughs) (laughs) appeared to be two... Jedi crawled out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Two nearly naked figures hovering over the carcass. (laughs) Okay. Uh-huh. She said, I don't know what the heck was up with that, says Dan Hope. It really freaked us out. It's not something you see every day. At least one of the figures appears to be a woman, and they have rags covering their private areas. What? It looks like they have wigs on, says Stan Hope. One looks like she has blonde hair underneath. Underneath the... Underneath the wig. Okay. <laughs> underneath the wig. Cameron... <laughs> All right. Yes. I'm falling. I'm falling. You're with me now? Okay. One still image from the video appeared to show one of the two holding the hoof of the deer to her face. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna be a good hoof. <laughs> she said, "Take a wolf of the hoof." I, uh, I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling, or eating it, but to touch a decaying carcass like that makes me feel sick. She said. <laughs> yeah. She said the camera also caught a bobcat near the carcass. <laughs> So that's something that you would... If I see a dead animal, I'm putting up a camera. Yeah. Commentators online have opined that the two people could be ghostly spirits, satanic cult members, or of witches. <laughs> you want to see the, the picture? Yeah. They have a picture. I'll show you. I'll Kim. show that blonde hair. Brace yourself. Okay. Brace yourself for this, because this is the picture. What the? Are you scared? That's I'm slightly that's scared. That's disturbing. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, dude. So if you guys want to see it, it's where was all this at? What Canada somewhere? Oh, okay, well, they got all those fires up there. <laughs> they ain't thinking straight. They got a lot going on up now. Yeah, it's too mad, mad world for Canada. No kidding. So, anyways, um, be careful about dead deer and satanic cults and witches <laughs> and blonde ladies with wigs on, <laughs> with yeah. no shirt on. She's naked. I know. It's like yeah. Oh, smell that hoof. <laughs> Give me that hoof. <laughs> Give me a whiff of that hoof. <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's it. weird. Yeah, weird stuff, huh? Um, not so weird. And you guys, I mean, this isn't news to you because it's all over everywhere Maybe right now. Maybe it's news. I don't, I don't know. So air quality alerts continue in U.S. as Canadian wildfire smoke <laughs> spreads. Yeah. Smoke from the Canadian wildfires continues to trigger air quality alerts in the U.S. Mm. Um, with health officials warning people, especially those in the sensitive groups. You know, there's a lot of those nowadays. There's billions yeah. of them. Such as children, <clears throat> elderly and Democrats. the left wing and <laughs> just kidding we love the Democrats. yeah just kidding or the rest i'll tell you what the, to their uh the republicans are just as senate oh my gosh days. big time yeah. both sides have some real sensitive groups they're all very sensitive but um these pictures show just uh what vernal looks like every summer yeah that's we, the thing it's I like know, huh? they're like talking about i mean new york looks pretty bad oh, right now bad. and dc it's all like blackout basically because of the smoke like i think flights are canceled yeah, yeah so my like my daughter was flying back from new york. oh that's she right. was in new york this she week she said it was really bad yeah she it was pretty nasty it was like really the day they were more leaving. than just new york yeah more than just new york the day they were leaving is when it got real bad but like she left like six hours before they shut down the airport yeah. she got out she got yeah, out. that's crazy <clears throat> and i'm not saying new york's dirty i'm just saying there's a lot of pollution there, there probably because yeah, yeah. a lot of people but right. um these pictures show um that you can barely, I mean, it's super hazy. Oh, and you man, can't yeah. see anything. Um, we're pretty used to it here in Bernal. Yeah. I don't know why. California smoke comes this way. Canadian yeah. smoke. We had this like, what, three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. It was pretty bad. But um, yeah. anyways, that's it just makes you think about, about um, you know, a lot of different environmental yeah. like risks that can basically, um, you know, make everything way worse your health you can't go outside you mm -hmm. don't want i mean you're not gonna bug out and something like that it for makes very you, long yeah it makes you consider a good respirator maybe yeah <clears throat> right because yeah. if it got much worse what would you, you got do your dialysis machine you gotta have the you gotta have two you gotta get the you gotta have a respirator mobile, and you gotta have a mobile dialysis yeah. machine yeah. you gotta have one at the house yep but yeah I, some of the the videos i saw it was like straight up apocalyptic it is it's in, bad in new york it was crazy looking and i don't know maybe the east doesn't get that as much the west it's like we're always Constantly. buried we're always like choked yeah. out by smoke it's super irritating yeah but anyways mad mad world Fall show, fall show. cameron let's talk about camping for preppers we you know as preppers we like to be outside we like to 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 camp yeah. right it's part of kind of who we are because it really sort of in some ways um ties back into our preparedness it does right? a lot of it does mm -hmm. and i've used it as ways to get more prepping gear yes i tell my wife this would be great for camping exactly still boxed up won't use it but we got it's it for preparedness exactly but um yeah i mean i grew up camping my parents always um we'd take like one or two trips a year mm -hmm. big camping trip which is only like three or four days for us yeah because you'd leave the dairy farm and it would just like crumble like as soon yeah. as you drove out, like somebody would call within 15 minutes, cows are out. What do we do? It's like, good freak. <laughs> exactly. You can never leave anything behind. It's funny too, because like me growing up, like I, I, the only vacations I ever went on were camp, camping. Yeah. Like my dad just didn't believe in yeah. vacation. That was ours were pretty much camping trips too. I went on We never one. stayed in hotels ever. No, no. And, yeah. um, we at least had a trailer. We didn't have oh, to stay didn't. in the tent all the time. I stayed in a tent. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I would, my parents brought them because we usually, like, some of us would stay out in the tent. Yeah. But we'd have the camper. Mm -hmm. But not like a fancy camper. No. And again, I'm, I was going to mention this, mm -hmm. that this episode is about those that have truly, like, camped. And, and I know, 
true camping for some is like hovering over deer bare naked out in the forest. And when I think of camping, that's usually what comes to mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, you know, bare minimum stuff and they're, yeah. they're really roughing it. But um, sure. just getting out in the, in the wilderness, I'm not talking about those people that have like a 65 foot trailer, mm. 70 inch TV, AC generators going 24 seven. Yeah. Those drive me nuts. It's going to this really nice campground mm-hmm. and there's this trailer <sighs> and they never leave it. And their, their yeah. generators run 24 seven. I'm like, come on. It's like nicer than my house. It is. They yeah. are They're super nice inside. Maybe yeah. you learn some stuff there. Yeah, sure. But you, I'm just saying. You definitely would, but, but it's anyway. different. Yeah. But yeah, growing up, I mean, this is where I l- learned a lot of my outdoor uh, stuff, which <clears throat> to be honest with you, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. When my wife's like, let's go camping this weekend, I'm like, shh. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, it's tough. It is. Because it's tough to leave the comfort of your bedroom and to like, to go out without, it's hard to leave and do it. Well, But when you get out there, you're like, oh man, this great. is yeah. super nice. The hard thing is, it's harder when it's family. It when is. When you have your kids, you have your wife, you're trying to keep everybody happy, you're trying to, it's not easy. If it was like, hey, you and I are going to go camping, like, oh, yeah, that's easy. It's that's true. Fun. When it's just boys. It's just like, it's because you don't. <laughs> well, <yeah>. or friends. <laughs> just, just boys. Just boys. Um, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's different. Yeah, It's it different. Is. It's like, it's, it's okay worse to when it's it. like a church event or a work event. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've never gone camping for work. I, well, I guess it sort of is if you and I go, but that's you know what true, I mean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I know people do that, like these little getaways to like build, you know, yeah. work strength and stuff. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm building them a work strength. Work strength. <laughs> Communications and yeah. team building. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, yeah. Um, I think we went as a football team and, and camped out. Did you? And then did like the little obstacle course uh, one year. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this sucks. <laughs> it was actually fun. fun. But um, but yeah, I mean, th- when we went camping, I learned a lot about like living outdoors. Learned mm-hmm. how to fish, clean fish, start fires, build mm-hmm. a tent. Spray bugs spraying my eyes, spray mm-hmm. bugs spraying my brother's eyes, mm-hmm. burn my fingers, start yeah. half the camp on fire by sticking a roasting stick in there, um, getting in trouble for jumping, falling in the river. I'd say falling in the river, but I yeah. used to jump in at my, um, learned to listen to my dad swear at trailer mm. lights never working right. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, I even learned patience cause I rolled my fingers up in the Bronco rear window Oh, as we're traveling to um i think like north dakota my dad's like well you're stuck i'm not stopping (laughs) no (laughs) forever and i had to pull my fingers out yeah so oh my gosh anyway yeah um so let's just say i learned a lot of survival stuff while camping i did go camping quite a bit most of the time when it was camping it was like me and my dad like hunting or something yeah i'm sure you know what i mean so my family didn't hunt there was a lot less of like, hey, the whole family was going to go camping. Because usually every summer I was at the lodge anyways, my grandpa's lodge. Yeah. So it was, it was a little bit like camping all summer For sure. Long, I, yeah, you know? I would say so, so up there. Was, I was like, I don't really want to go camping. I've been there for three months. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but so mostly it was like hunting. Me and my dad, so it was like really like primitive. Like That's we, the thing. We see, took a tarp. I didn't. I think hunting <clears throat> gives people a, a, yeah. like a, a much deeper experience that way. Right. I didn't. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, you learn a lot of stuff about, to, um, camping and, and how to improvise and how to like make things comfortable to, yeah. you know, um, some ways that camping and prepping are similar, um, uh, both are not that comfortable. You learn that how to like cope with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. without AC and without heating and, and mm-hmm. you learn how to like, um, find ways to sleep. Cause that's probably my biggest complaint yeah, about camping too. is you just sleep like crap. Your face freezes off. The rest yeah. of you is too hot. It's it's just hard. I'm not one of those people that just like lays down and falls asleep. Me I wish I was so I, bad. Me too. I, I envy those people like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's too. like a superpower. I do too. I want to just lay down somewhere and just be able to sleep like no matter what, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for me. Yeah, me either. Know? I have the same problem. Yeah. That's why I sleep with a hatchet and have yeah. Ambien in my bloodstream. Good gracious. <laughs> Scary. That was a, a night to remember Actually, it was for Lunesta me. that I had yeah. at that time. We went camping. Cam and I went camping. It was like samples of Lunesta. Yeah. <laughs> had a hatchet next to me, and I'm yeah. like, all right, Kobe. And I was out. And then he but was I like, wasn't. He was like chanting things. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying. He was saying weird stuff, and I looked over, and that hatchet's yeah. like- My conscience was gone, Yeah, but the rest was taken over. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I, I'm not scared of no mountain lions. I'm not scared of no Sasquatch. I'm scared of Cameron next to me. Yeah. Uh, and we were in different tents even. We weren't even in the same tent. Yeah, no. <sighs> this next time, you might want to be like, let's practice 
practice a hostage situation. I want to I'm gonna tie you tie up. Your up and then let you go back. Don't let me tie you up if that yeah, yeah. sounds um, weird. Uh, yeah, no kidding. We're camping and we're tying each other up. I'm going to tie you up, boy. <laughs> we're going to make this real. We're trying to learn stuff. <laughs> this is how my daddy used to camp. <laughs> <laughs> my uncles would take me and they'd yeah. tie me up. My uncles would tie me up every time. Dad wouldn't see me for three days. That's camping. That's camping all right. All brings back the memories. <laughs> um, PTSD, more like it. It also, like camping helps you be more resourceful. Mm. You know, you really... Have to learn how to use that water efficiently. You do, yeah. Because um, you can't pack a lot of it. And um, you don't want to use those filters all the time. And yeah. So um, it teaches you a lot of things that way. Also, we didn't have filters when I was little. I didn't either. I we just drank out of the river. We did, I did too. <laughs> like, My mom would boil it sometimes. Yeah. And then it'd just sit all night with pine needles and stuff yeah. falling in it. And then we would just drink out I of it. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, we went camping a lot or like hunting a lot. Never once did we have a water filter. I'm like, filtered either. What was my dad putting in yeah. my body? Just like <laughs> river water. <laughs> yeah, we did too. We used you know? to camp um, up in Idaho, like near Jackson. Yeah. And we'd go fishing. And most of the time, we didn't have water bottles or anything. No. That didn't come out till what? Like, I don't know. Late 90s? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I used to think it was so stupid. Now I have a water bottle with me all the time. Yeah. But, um, Weird. yeah, we did. We drank out of the day. stream a lot. That's yeah. true. That's why I have all my bowel issues, probably. <laughs> probably. Still yeah. Have yardia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, um, both require good physical health, like, for sure. Strength. Yeah. Um, Packing and hiking and stuff, man, it wears you out. And so Faux you got to, this kind of helps you realize, well, if I'm going to be bugging out, this is going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. Um, both require patience and living in discomfort, like mm. I was talking about. You don't have your your AC. You don't have, um, you have to expect to have some boredom, which is unusual for us. And it's very unusual for kids. Yeah. They don't know how to like deal with boredom. It makes so, me so upset. Me too. Like, oh my god, I was bored and I found things to do all the time. Nothing makes me more mad than when my kids come in, like in the middle of the summer. Like, I'm bored. I'm like, me too. I man. don't care. It gets me so like mad. I could not care less. You if are you're not bored. going to school. You don't have a job. Like, enjoy all of this. Go play in the dirt. Look at the grass. I don't care. Like, <laughs> do something. Like, if like I keep telling him, like, if my dad, if I would have went up to my dad when I was little, I'm like, Dad, I'm bored. He'd have been like. Well, here's 15 chores. Get That's it done. That's exactly what happened to me. Every single time. Here's That's a paintbrush. Go paint the cow yes. like the, the manger. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, there would, you do not no, say boredom. You just leave as fast as you can. You leave the house as fast as you can so he doesn't give you more chores to yep. do. Yep. Oh, yeah, it, when I'd finish my chores and I'd take off my stuff and I'd come in, mm-hmm. I'd hear the screen door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would, like, hide yeah. behind the couch. Yes. So I was like, he's going to make me do more and I already took all my work clothes off yes that's I just wish I could get it through their brains that that's how it was it's not it's not just like mom was taking us 8,000 places that's what see I didn't do any of that either never once did my mom do that I know never once (laughs) we're all venting about all this I know but my kids do the same thing so that's one thing I do like about camping is they they like they do they find things to do a little bit more my kids I gave them a hatchet man it like for like six hours straight they were chopping everything yeah Fingers. Fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks. Um, live trees, mm-hmm. everything. They're chopping it all up. You know I mean? Live trees I t- chopped down when I was a kid. Oh, me too. Oh, this is, didn't matter. They'd send me Nobody to told me they were a problem. <laughs> if anybody knew, I'd be in prison right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what you in for? Yeah. Chop down live trees. I could down about six <laughs> live trees. 6,000 live trees. Yeah, Um. that's funny because mm. my kids do. They were chopping. I'm like, no, 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 that's a live one. Yeah, I'm like, that. I don't think I ever. No. But, it, um... But yeah, so you know, you you really uh, learn how to deal with boredom, and, and it gives your kids like more ideas and stuff like that. Another thing is like maintenance. Um, there's a crossover there of like you don't you you learn what things work when you're camping, yeah. And sometimes in prepping, you don't really know for sure. You keep things stored away, and you've never used them. So, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of these supplies, and that's the biggest thing, is like a lot of the gear that I have yeah. can duel as a prepping um, item. Yeah, we'll um, talk about more of that. And so, yeah, you'll later go into there. But yeah, so there's a lot of sim- similarities that help kind of augment your prepping mm-hmm. and you can use it. And, um, and and we'll go into the details about that for sure. So, yeah, and I think one of the biggest things about camping is there are a lot of skills as a camper that you 
you can hone and work on that really cross over to preparedness yep. as a prep. Only so much you can read and yeah. watch videos on. You yeah. have to. You got to do it. You've, you really do. And, and camping is a great way to get out and actually do that stuff with a purpose in mind. Like you're, you're, you know, you're relaxing, you're doing all this stuff. But as you're doing all these things, there's a million different skills that you're honing that are a great crossover for prepping. So let's look at a few of those. This one might seem weird, but really think about it. Planning. Um, planting as, or plan? <laughs> planning. Planning. P L A N N I N T. Utah. Yeah. The Utah planting. planning. I'm planning some stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, planning. Um, have you ever gone camping and forgot something? Every time. Every single time you do that, right? Every um, time. And it teaches you the next time. It's like, I need to write a list. I need to make sure I have this. I need to make sure I've thought about this beforehand. All and like prepping stuff, right? That's exactly what prepping is, right? So that's why it's like a, it's a great dry run for a lot of different prepping scenarios and, and prepping in general. Um, how about thinking about like, oh, where am I going to put my tent? How am I going to set up camp? All of this is very useful mm-hmm. as, as a skill um, for preparedness. Um, uh, so anyways, it, like bugging out, obviously, you know, planning your bug in plan, your bug out plan. Um, if you're bugging out to the wilderness, obviously this is a great thing to to plan, you know. So, anyways, a lot of like bugging out scenarios in my mind. That's why pictures is like yeah. a little camping trip, right? Uh, yeah, and it's not necessarily going to be that way, not at all. Yeah. But it well, could, it could be. be. Yeah, it could be right. Uh, the next one is shelter building. Uh, obviously, when you camp, and that's not just, I'm not saying like building like an igloo out of snow. Like, yes, that's part of it, but also just setting up a tent, <laughs> being proficient at doing that kind of thing, uh, a tarp shelter. And again, crude lean-tos are, are kind of part of that as well. But when you camp, those are things that you're doing every single time, unless you're obviously in a 30-foot trailer. Yeah. But that's that's what, not what we're talking about, right? These are great skills for preppers. Who knows when you're going to have to build a shelter, if you get lost in the wilderness or something like that, or, you know, something goes down, you have to bug out. You're, you don't have your regular bug-out location. Right. You're making a plan B. You can put something together if you have a tarp and some cordage or whatever. And a lot of time, like camping um we've like set up a little shelter just for like gear to get out of the way yes and like protect it from or just a place to chill outside you know what i mean uh so anyways shelter building is a huge one um how often do you go camping and somebody doesn't get cut somebody doesn't get a a (laughs) usually me every time (laughs) yeah somebody doesn't sprain an ankle oh yeah every time it happens every single time Mm -hmm. right so i think first aid is another skill that is used often with camping that crosses over Yeah, we just went camping and um just from like uh, Bennett was just chopping a tree and, yeah. and it got a big old blister and yep. it like peeled. I'm like, every time it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like every single time something like that happens. So this gives you a chance to work on your first aid skills, but it also gives you a chance to try out those first aid kits and, and see what kind of gear, what kind of things in that kit are going to be needed on some sort of a bug ass situation or something like that. Right. right. Because you're in a similar type situation it's not exactly the same obviously but it's really similar so first aid first aid kits all that is a great skill that um crosses over from camping to prepping um the classic water skills we were talking about this earlier water skills. we didn't really have water skills as kids we just drank really whatever didn't. was there if it was liquid you just drink it yeah just whatever <laughs> pepsi here <laughs> have a pepsi right <laughs> Like That's that. why you never drink water. Any, I seriously like we were camping. I was drinking Pepsi. I know. They, I, I, I that's all we did is right? drink soda too. That's probably why I never remember having filters because we just drank yeah. Pepsi for everything. You don't need Got, anything more. Yeah, you can boil that Pepsi before you drink it. <laughs> you know, you so want any, that chicken to taste good? Pour some Pepsi on it. I probably would taste good. <laughs> um, no doubt it would. Uh, so many times, like depending on where you're camping, you might have to purify that water. You might have to boil it. You might have to go get water from a spring. Or something like that, right? So this gives you a chance to use those different purification methods and see what you like best, see what filters work great for you, all that kind of stuff. So water skills, huge, yeah, Cameron. Um, knots. You know, if you camp and you got to tie a knot at you some do. point, like you're always tying knots. Yep. It's the only time I'm ever tying knots. It feels like either I'm going to the dump or I'm camping. It's the only <laughs> time I'm that's I'm the knots, too. right? So uh, it's a good. And the thing is, no matter how like unorganized your knot is you're like i'll just keep tying and it comes undone somehow Somehow, if it's for some like if it's like a swing or something yeah it'll come undone so you need to learn you do need to learn so it's a good chance to hone that skill with knots right um like cam was talking about how about knife and axe skills yeah right chopping cutting firewood and kindling cutting cordage making shelter 
again, how often do you use an axe? How often do you use a knife in that way? Um, I sleep with one every night. <laughs> he sleeps with an axe every single night. By the wife's but it is out. when my kids have used. That's that's the only time that they can use it kind of freely. Yes, like, yeah. I'm like, be careful with it. They don't run around the neighborhood. You'll learn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just like. It's not like a. They're not like, whittling up in their room. No. <laughs> no. So like, it's the chance for them to do clean that. up all that sawdust. <laughs> yeah. Sick of it. That kindling's getting in my way. It's in the hallway. <laughs> Patch that, that sheetrock home. Tire yeah. your car cutting holes. That's in your it. firewood in the bathtub. Get it out of there. <laughs> all right. That's what I think people. That's how they think we live. I know. <laughs> it's like not that way at all. You get your bowl done. You can eat when you finish your bowl. Oh, uh, you, you make a spoon, or you're gonna <laughs> sip right from the bowl. Sip out of your hands, yeah. or you can make your own bowl. Exactly. Um, speaking of that, how about outdoor and alternative cooking methods? Yeah. Right, um, it's a great opportunity to try those propane stoves or even the campfire cooking, which is my favorite. I love to cook over a campfire. Too. There's nothing better than a steak cooked over a campfire. Yeah, I remember being on a scout trip mm. and watching the guy put an egg in the, just a paper cup and then mm. setting it in the fire. And yeah. I'm like, "How? Ah, what? <laughs> it's like magic." Yes, didn't burn the cup and this is boiled the egg. I'm like, "What is going on?" So you, yeah, yeah. that was a skill I picked up. Yeah, Good for one. sure. But even just like even like eating dehydrated or freeze dried meals, it's yep. a great time to try that. Kind That's of all stuff. we ate this camping trip. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to try a bunch of different ones. Mm-hmm. Did you find anything good? All the nutrient survival was good. Exactly. That's exactly. So it's a great chance. I did to it try actually. The um, the southwestern medley. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got a little video all posted. Oh, nice. That's good. good. You can take. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You, you can just taste how much healthier it is. It's yeah. like not very salty. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. stuff. It's a different level. A little different pitch level. there, a little pitch. Yeah, fire starting for sure. If I if I don't have a campfire, I'm not actually camping. Yeah. So you have to have a campfire, right? So this is a perfect skill to home while camping that has great crossover to preparedness. And the, you know what I mean. What fire starters work the best? Uh, can you start a fire with a ferro rod? Um, how to best build your fire pit. Like there's so many things that you're doing that have a huge crossover. The safety in the fire too. Yeah. That's like, I always teach my kids like, got to dig a big old hole. Mm-hmm. Tawny's dad basically will use like 600 gallons to put a fire out. Just yeah. keeps dumping water, and dumping yeah. water and dumping water. But yeah. And I get it. That's a great, that's, I, I take a piss and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. That's, that's the end of it for me. I know. Uh, you piss on yeah, I just poop on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, I thought we had to do number two on. I there. thought you'd pee on it and then you do number two to yeah. seal the deal. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. It ain't burning. Drop a duker on there. <laughs> then if you got three boys, you got three. Put a fire. Honey, you gotta take a crap because we gotta get this fire out. <laughs> I did my part, and I yeah. want you guys gotta. Everybody poop on it real quick. Everybody's gotta pitch in. Everybody put back to back. Support it's each weird other. If we look in each other's eyes when we're doing this. Back to back, old hands, lock elbows. <laughs> Imagine driving by, seeing a family all taking a crap on a campfire. At least we're safe about it. Yeah. Well, that's family right there. That's Speaking family. of things to learn, you learn, you know, family bonding. Um, exactly. Camping. Nothing gets you closer than taking a crap on a campfire. <laughs> it sounds like it could be like a commercial. Nothing gets you closer than taking a crap on a Isn't campfire. Isn't it about time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, crapping on campfires. Um, communication. Now, this one is maybe a little more out there, but it, I think it does make sense. If you, like Cam, if you and I go camping, you've got to communicate to your family where we're going, Yeah, right? Like, exactly. they got to know. This pisses me off. My dad does this all the time. He's like, I'm going to go out of book cliffs. I want to be out for like three days and by myself. I'm like, bro, you got to tell me where you're going. Because yeah, exactly. if you don't come back, the book cliffs is a big place. <laughs> I'm never finding yeah. you out there. You've got to give me, so then like, at least tell me which like, canyon you're starting in. <laughs> I know it's okay. true. Going to Southern Utah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, there's a ton of space down. There. I'm going to go on a mountain for three days. Which mountains, Dad? Yeah. yeah. Which mountains are you down here? About? Is like yeah. all around us. Which exactly? Spot? So you've got to you've got to learn to communicate that kind of stuff. Um, also, like in some way or method to stay in touch while you're out camping, whether they're with you or if they're at home, right? So that means your cell phone. Maybe it's a sat phone. Maybe it's an in reach type of you know 
device, like Garmin type thing, right? For sure. It's a great time to utilize those things. Um, even if you're camping with them or, or with some sort of a group, you need to communicate when you're leaving the campsite, if you're going on a hike, where you're going, when you're coming back. Um, it, communication is key to staying safe while camping. And it's also like, obviously one of the most important skills for preparedness. For sure. So I know that one, that one maybe is not like to actually have a little more on that anyway. So great. I like that. Very good. How about problem solving skills? Yeah. I mean, who hasn't gone camping and not had a problem? Oh yeah, exactly. Every single time, like the tent's either broken or the stove We've is blown out a tire of fuel. Like every time in my childhood, yes. blown a tire. The campsite's taken that you wanted. Generator qu- quits working. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. cell phone dies. I Stroke. Mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Di- onset diabetes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Mid mid camp. Yeah. Oh, there's that pesky diabetes. <laughs> Coming back. stroke again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kids, you got to get Every home. time I go camping. <laughs> I remember thinking, though, as a kid, like, what if something happened to my dad? How yeah. would I get home? Dude, I, th- I used to think about that all and the like, time. It, like, freaked me out. And so it's, Well, I was thinking about how do I help him. Did anybody <laughs> help and tell me how to get home? <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, no. Yeah, how would I help him? I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to get back? I got to go to school Nintendo. on Monday. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, problem-solving skills, it, it gives you a good chance to to hone that skill of problem solving and, and what is preparedness if not problem right. solving, right? Yeah, always something breaks. Always, always. Tent doesn't work, you're missing a pole. Yeah. Blow a tire. Don't find Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a problem. We've, yeah. We've had that. Experienced that. How about the bushcraft? Yes. Bushcraft. Um, <laughs> there's nothing better than bushcrafting. Mm-hmm. And when else do you do it other than camping? You know, I don't just like Friday night go bushcrafting. Like, <laughs> no. really, you do it when you're out camping, right? And yep. so... Poker on Wednesdays, bushcrafting on Thursdays. Poker on Wednesdays, yeah. Poker. <laughs> Not that poker. Oh. Um, <laughs> now you got me all flummoxed. Um, so, obviously, yeah, camping in the woods, you need to have some sort of bushcrafting skills. And camping is really pretty much the only time you're going to do that. So, great time. And those are great crossover skills, right? For sure. Hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not necessarily like you're always hiking when you're camping, but what else do you do when you're out there? You, you go hiking. That's usually the woods. my boredom. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go hike up this hill. Exactly. Or yeah. So, take a hike. Take a hike, bro. Um. Wh- so that's a great skill. Obviously, if you're bugging out, anything like that. Hiking. For sure. Hiking, fishing. Again, many times that's that's like the the focus of a camping trip. We're gonna go fishing, right? And what better skill for a prepper than know how to catch your own food? For food sure. procurement. That's what we did the most. Is it? Did you catch mm-hmm. anything? Yeah. We caught some really good stuff up in. Nice. Yeah. That was great up there. Did now it's up? all like fenced off and you uh, have to like wade the river because everybody owns everything up yeah. there now. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, this one kind of goes along with the hiking navigation. Uh, it gives you a chance to use a compass or a map. Maybe you're using the stars in some way, shape, or form. I ain't never done it, but you could do it. It's hard. Um, learning how to follow and see trails and roads and things like that. I mean, you should know how to follow a road, I guess. But <laughs> the trails, like with the trail markers and things like that, you know. It's big <laughs> big paved. Where would I go with this? I want to see if you can get Across from- it only? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Do I walk in the middle? What am I doing? <laughs> follow, the, follow the hash line. <laughs> yeah, follow the hash line. So anyways, lots of opportunity to use navigation skills while you're camping. Sanitation, mm, right? That is a tough one. You're all pooping on a campfire once. There's problems there. Could be. But even just like pooping without a bathroom. Mm-hmm. How do you get it done? It's a, it's a, it's a skill, right? I'm pretty sure most of my kids... Mm-hmm. including my wife yeah just hold everything yeah the whole entire time yeah it's like you gotta mm-hmm. figure it out <laughs> you, you gotta go it. poop in that hole yeah there's no one's gonna be down there no if they are <laughs> poop on their face though. <laughs> poop on their face exactly <laughs> yeah and those y- are creepy to poop in though like the outhouses like they were talking about yeah like if you go like yeah you know 11 p.m and go oh, in yeah. that it's like this is kind of creepy what's here. in that hole yeah <laughs> what's down there Right, yeah. um, keeping yourself clean on the go. Right when you when you're camping is a big deal. You can't just get all dirty and not clean yeah. yourself. And then keeping the food safe and edible without a uh, kitchen refrigeration. That's that true. Kind of stuff that is a skill that you definitely learn because you're if you're out there for more than one day, you, it's a problem that you have to deal with and figure out how to how to handle. So, yeah. Um, Cam mentioned this once: resilience. You know, camping is fun, but sleeping on the ground for a few days without a, and without a shower. It kind of sucks. It does. It's like, it's not, it's not great. Everything's great 
up until the point you have to go to bed for me yeah, i'm like really, this sucks like yeah. you but you want to but you're like i'm just gonna suck yeah so yeah definitely so this this is a good way to teach you some resilience to get you out of your comfort zone um i had a nightmarish night um i was like the floor is wider and i don't have a kid next to me i'm just gonna sleep on the floor it was a disaster was it not fun. like the little air mattress thing i had which kept sliding up the side of the uh, i'm like yeah. this so yeah i hate it once again Mm. Can't stand sleeping. Yeah. I should just take some meth the whole time I'm camping. <laughs> Stay up the whole that's, time. That's the key to it. This <laughs> little bit of meth gets you through a camping trip. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, resilience, man. It, it does teach you that. Um, packing a pack. How many? I mean, usually yeah. you've got a backpack. You Maybe you're going to get a, a day pack for hiking or something like that. It's a great practice for a bug out bag, for a get home, home bag, or like an inch bag even. Because um, there's a skill to packing those oh, things, for sure. right? And and putting the correct stuff in, putting it in in an order that makes sense, uh, putting it in a way that you can carry it without it like tipping to one side and falling over, that kind of thing. So Yeah, we always let our kids put theirs together, and then mm-hmm. we try and show them like, you have yeah. six underwear, no socks, yeah, and one t-shirt. Yeah. Like, no. What did you do wrong? Yeah. What did you Let's do wrong? Let's think about this. <laughs> Let's think about it, right? Um, this this last They're one standing I have. there with their knuckles bleeding in a hatchet. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to tell me. I just wanted underwear, Dad. <laughs> the hatchet's in the fire. <laughs> he puts a hat I don't know why that fire gets going. The they hatchet. lose their minds. Oh, like, no, yeah. It's like throwing rocks in it and like. Lord of the flies. Sticking their shoe in. You're like, get your foot out of there. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Kids are dumb. All right. Last one. They sure are. This one is kind of weird. No, but, I thought this one's great. I think this right? is a good idea. Like, how many times have you been out camping and all of a sudden, well, this happened to me all the time. Well, not all the time. It happened I'm to me. Camping. I know. Happened to me frequently when I was, you know, a, a, a full summer up at the Spirit Lake Lodge. Because those those storms oh, come in so fast. And we experienced this when we were mm-hmm. up there for the Bigfoot film, right? They come in out of nowhere, yep. it feels like. Um, and so weather watching and not necessarily weather watching, but understanding those storms, how they come in, what to look for, what to do when they do come in, if it's lightning, if it's rain, if it's snow, all that kind of stuff. It's a great time to, to start to figure that kind of stuff out because what a great skill to have. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. I, I remember mo- like several of our family trips that stick out the most had like a really bad yeah. weather event in it. Wasn't there one where you were like laying down in a field or oh, something? Oh, yep, yep. This was a fishing trip. So <laughs> we were okay, like yeah. clear out in the meadow mm-hmm. and this storm rolled in and it was like intense lightning. Yeah. And my parents are like, you got to get down, you got to get low. And, and like it was just drenching us and I yeah. was like, I got to pee and I just <laughs> let it go. And I'm like, that was the best I felt for like yeah. two minutes. Yep. And then I froze again. Mm-hmm. But it took forever for that to pass over and we're yeah. just like, you yeah. never know. You just don't. So, but anyways, that's another. Story. But it did teach me to get down, yeah. pee my pants when a storm comes. Now, I, do it, I do it to the day. Now every time there's a thunderstorm, go I lay sit down, out on the deck and just piss pee. my britches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, skills. No, it's great. Great. Um, this, I mean, this is some of this that I, I was going to talk about. Kind of adds to what you were already saying. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it's a little crossover here, but but it, I mean, camping allows for a unique experience that you really can't teach. Yeah. within your home yeah. or you know in a like a, a necessarily like a little um day camp or something that kids mm-hmm. experience like you really are you get these unique experiences that teach them because they learn what what works what doesn't work so um some of those things that you can really help teach your kids or even like a group that you're with is um it's a real good experience to survive off the grid yeah. you don't yeah. have the pantry to walk into all the time. Oh my gosh, how would you live? Yeah, without a pantry. So they'll eat all the snacks right the first day, mm-hmm. and then they realize, wow, we have a limit here, mm-hmm. and it's too late. <laughs> and they're all gone. <laughs> they ate all the good stuff. Yeah. They have to wait for dinner each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, other things, you know, the discomforts where they don't have something to keep themselves occupied if they're bored, uh, like we talked about. It really teaches them to just like. Find things to do and to enjoy being away from the the regular world and, re, you know, rinse and repeat day, the mundane. Yeah, exactly. Um, teach your kids to be less dependent on tech, but also how to use tech while camping. Sure. So, like, lighting and, and how to efficiently set up a camp that's safe. And, like, that's the one thing is, like, I don't, I don't completely eliminate tech, Mm-hmm. You know, but it kind of breaks them away from the internet and the TV and stuff. They don't do any of that. Yeah. But they still can use some of those like 
My kids love flashlights, mm-hmm. as I do. <laughs> yes, sir. But it's like, as soon as the sun goes down, like, that's what they're doing, is they're like, when the sun goes down. <laughs> I don't know why. The, the that sounded pretty that, good. That's that sounded I, totally like Brooks and That's what I heard, man. <laughs> when the sun goes. That'd be a great little, like, uh, parody song we could do, and they're just getting the flashlights out. Yeah, Camping. that's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so. But that um, only album coming out 2024. But they use those things, and they kind of, like, you know, navigate around the camp and stuff with mm. low lighting and stuff like that. Um, it also teaches um, a family just kind of better communication mm. amongst themselves or with a group. That's And you were talking about that in terms of like telling them where you're going or, mm-hmm. you know, where you're at and things like that. But also mm. it kind of helps um, to coordinate like who's going to do this part. Like, yeah. are you going to set up the tent over here? While I go and get firewood, and yeah. then you guys are gonna do this. Like it kind of helps that leadership skill to be developed a little more, and just how to keep things organized. Yeah, we never used to, works out that well. No, but I think it's good to. At but least you kind of go through of like, why don't you go get like my son loves to gather the wood. Yeah, so he goes up mm-hmm. and chops everything to pieces and brings back like fresh tree branches yeah, with exactly. leaves on them green 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 yeah. stuff like so, we we used to do like when we, we, with our girls like every night one of them would have to help with the dinner and they oh, would yeah. pick it right and so they would help cook the dinner and so it's just you know another thing to learn exactly about in in this process yep right so it kind of gives them that opportunity to do mm-hmm. more outside of um every day yeah and then the taste of wilderness, you know, just getting mm. out there. My my son, it's funny when we went up camping, he was just like, "This is this is what I want to do. I love this. This is camping." He's like, "This is what I live for." It's so funny to hear a ten year old just yeah. say like, "This is what I live for." And That's I'm like, awesome. "Man, I guess we need to camp more." Mm-hmm. We'd actually gone up, had a fire the night before, and I'm like, pretty anti camp on Memorial Day because yeah. it's so crowded and yeah. so ridiculous. But it was really quiet, and and since he was like all super into it, we we're like, "Let's just." go back up so mm-hmm. we ended up spending the night but it's funny because they don't experience that stuff and they don't think about it and then a lot of the memories i have are about camping with my family and they build those too and they and those skills start to come back mm-hmm. of he remembered last time when he took a hatchet and you know cut like a spear or something so yeah they go back to doing those same things um the other thing is um uh what was it fear so yeah <laughs> camping's kind of creepy it's dark um, it's unknown. You don't know who's around you. You don't know what that truck's doing, ca- cutting through your camp at that, That's midnight. the worst, yeah, when it's like midnight. I don't know why You hear that... like a vehicle pulling up or something. Yeah. And it, it just makes you think like, what if in a bug out scenario, that's mm-hmm. going to be way more like, oh, yeah. way more intense. I always think about that too. It's, it's never like, I'm not scared of bears or mountain lions. It's always like the people driving through the, near your campsite at like 1 a.m. I hate You're that. Like, what are these people doing? Yeah. I'm like, you know? did they just get drunk at camp yeah. and now they're on a little uh-huh. joyride? And yeah. And so you kind of learn to like, how would you deal with this? And I mean, I usually take a gun camping. Mm-hmm. I always have one yeah. on hand and I, I'm five, on five, point. Six. No, I have like 50 cal up on oh, top of the trailer. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm going to tell you the caliber. I, I don't want to ruin this whole podcast. Tent turret. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the, uh, and then, like you said, just like problem solving, when things break, yeah. like try to involve um, your kids to like fix that problem and, mm-hmm. and see what they would do and, and how to do it. Usually I just get too frustrated. I'm like, get out of my way. I'll me just too. get it fixed. That's exactly what happens. That's yeah, a problem for they me. They drop everything yeah. and lose the tools. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, but there's a lot you can learn um, in that environment, pulling them away from the regular mm-hmm. world. You just can't teach at home in the backyard. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. that's what's so, so cool about camping. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about cybercrime. That it happens when you're camping sometimes. Yeah, you never know. But um, we spend a lot of time on our phones. We shop online. And all of our information that we use, credit cards and everything, mm. is all susceptible to those thievery people. I hate them. So, yeah, you can protect yourself, though. You can get Surfshark. Mm-hmm. And it's a virtual private network that can protect you and all of your devices from online threats. One subscription Anything that connects to the internet can go through Surfshark, whether mm-hmm. it be through the router or from uh, access through the app. And you don't even know. It'll just go in the back. Oh. Hello. It'll just be in the background protecting you. And if it goes offline, uh, you don't have internet. So you know that you're unprotected. Pretty cool stuff. I think what I love about this is like it's 
you know, on your preparedness checklist, it's so simple to get that checked off. Oh, I got Surfshark. Boom. It's in, yeah. Cyber, cyber security is like beefed up. Right. With one easy little that's thing. That's so true. That's you what don't I love about it. download 16 different like yeah. malware and antiviral stuff. And you don't you have to like, yourself. you don't have to do a million things. Like a lot of times with the prepping stuff is so difficult. It's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do all this research. I gotta do all this. I gotta. It goes without this. saying. It goes without saying. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. You but know. yeah, it is. It's like one of the simplest ways to protect from the mo- probably one of the more likely um, risks mm-hmm. like for us is, is yeah. to get our information stolen or to, you know, uh, click on that email, that mm. enhancement email that yeah. you've been looking at for a They're while. They're trying to get you. Yeah. They can't really enhance it. <laughs> right. I've looked at all of them. Right. They ain't going to work. <laughs> Hopefully Surfshark was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't trace it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, awesome service, super easy to use. Um, use our code Casual Preppers mm-hmm. for eighty three percent off from twenty four months. Plus, you get three extra months. So for more than two years, you're protected mm-hmm. for less than sixty dollars. You're dumb not to do this. You're stupid. I have subscribed to this twice now with my own monies. Booyah. No, and used our Casual uh, Preppers code, mm-hmm. and man, I feel so protected. You do, especially right. if you're a traveler and you go on like Wi Fi. You definitely want something. Yes, like this. for sure. So. So we talked about this briefly, but camping gear can definitely, much of the camping gear can duel as survival or preparedness gear. Like, like almost all of it mm-hmm. when you when you get down and think about it, right? And so the nice thing about that is you're double dipping. It's more cost efficient and it's more convenient because it's not like, like Cam was saying, he's like, oh, we need this for camping. But that's not, he's not letting on to the whole thing like, oh, it's actually a preparedness uh, yep. item, yep. right? So it's it's something you can slip past the goalie if you need to without, uh, you know, <laughs> getting in trouble and putting it on the list of stuff it you can be. I think we even mentioned that, like in, how do you get my family into prepping? You mm-hmm. say, well, let's, let's get into, into camping. prepping. Yeah, let's yeah. get into camping. Yeah, why not, right? And because, honestly, it can be very expensive to get all the survival and prepper gear that you need. For sure. It is not a cheap thing And it's thing harder to, to not use it. Yeah. Like when you're, like, that's the hard thing that people mm-hmm. are like, I'm not utilizing all this gear. It's like food prep. That's what sucks. Oh, yeah. It's like. I know. It's just a lot of space. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat it. It's 25 years sitting yep. there. It's tough. I, I get stuff, it, man. Yeah. So that's the thing. So if you're double dipping, if you're buying gear that can be used for both, you're saving money, but you're also giving yourself a chance to utilize that gear to test it before it's a critical emergency, right? You've used this. You've been camping with it, you know, 10 times. Something comes down and you actually have to use this in an SHTF scenario or an emergency scenario. You've done it. You know what it what works. You've gone through all the kinks already. It's not like a an emergency situation where you're trying to work through those kinks. You've already done it, Yeah. right? You've done it in a time where it wasn't an emergency and you were just like, oh, okay, that didn't work. That's all right. You know, I'm going home tomorrow. It's all good, right? Yeah, exactly. So they, that's the nice thing. So if you think about some really basic stuff that is great for camping and prepping, I'm just going to go over a quick list. Obviously, tents. Those things are great for both. Fire starting gear, obviously. Uh, Packs, any sort of a pack. Um, You know, backpack, duffel bags, anything where you're packing stuff for for camping or hiking. It's, It's a great crossover thing. Cooking, yes, and that's gear and food. Right, it's not just it's not just the cooking stuff, but the the food as well. <clears throat> Clothing is a great crossover item. There's a lot of stuff for uh, for that you wear for camping. That's also great for preparedness. Uh, yeah. USB chargers, power banks, solar power stuff. Yep, I use that stuff all the time, all the freaking time. First aid kits. We talked about that, about that already. Sleeping bags. We hate them, but you gotta have them, right? <laughs> um, hygiene kits. That's a huge one, man. Um, oh yeah, you know. You gotta have something like that when you're I love camping. Those. That's why I like those little wipes. And we oh, I man. use those. Um, what's remember those little uh, the little packets you pour in your mouth to brush yeah. your teeth and swish around? Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff for hygiene. Yeah. I use those. I've used those too. I keep them in my ear. So bag. weird when you first like hit your tongue. It's like, funky. And yeah, it foams up. Yeah, for sure. But it, it works. It really does. Um, flashlights, headlamps, lanterns. Again, when the sun goes down. When um, the sun goes down. See, um, those are great things that are crossover items. You you know, your wife can't say anything to you. You know, this is good for camping, babe. You know, it's not just for survival. Knives, hatchets, axes, anything sharp is a great crossover item. Cordage, you know, your, your paracord, um, your rope, any sort of cordage. Uh, field guides and books. You know, why not? Yeah, for but, sure. You know, whatever those might be, if it's a survival I actually guide. have a couple of um, books that we've gotten from Battlebox on, like, 
living off the grid and stuff that's mm-hmm. in my trailer. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I know, you know it's what I like, mean? You can read it while you're bored and you can apply it. Yeah, a little extra security just in case, who knows. Um, and, and there's a million other ones, but it, it's a great time. It's a great thing that it's crossover because you can learn what is garbage, you can use, you can learn what is useless, and you can learn what really works well. Yeah. And, and it's a crossover, man. Yeah. It's, it's saving you money too. So It is. And I, I like that you'd said, like, on this next part, um, you'd said, like, you can go home after this. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. this is the perfect time to mm-hmm. kind of set up a plan of, like, I need to try this stuff. Yep. I'm a little unsure about it, <laughs> but I will come back in a day or two. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to be, this is life or death. Yep. And that's the thing I like about camping is because I do, when I go, like, this last time that we went, I took a few things that I've never used yeah. just to see how well they work. If they don't work, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm coming home the next day. Exactly. It's so not a big not, deal. So it's so nice um, that camping can be done that way. And I think it's I think it's a good a good idea and a good opportunity to actually think that way of like, okay, if we were to live off the grid, mm-hmm. um, bug out, go to our bug out location or whatever, like I want to use these things. So I I and not only did I do this to try and find some stuff to post. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah. that's just what we do. But um, it was also to really test it out and see how useful it'd be and if it's something that would end up in my bug out bag mm-hmm. rather than just sit on the shelf, you know? Yeah. Um, and to apply those skills, like we were talking about, you, there's no way you can learn um, from just watching a video over and over. Like, you have to yeah. apply those things. Mm-hmm. Like, um like self-defense, would you learn any of that by just watching videos? I know a lot of people are like, ah, I'll watch. You learn and see how it's done, yeah. but you have to, I mean, it's not going to stick, right? Yeah, it's funny because, it's funny you say that, because yesterday I had to cover cover class because the regular teachers weren't there. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh crap, what do I need to do? So during the day I was I was looking at videos. Yeah, yeah. And I had like four or five moves. I'm like, okay, we're going to go over this stuff. And like, as soon as I got to class, I got Shane over there. I'm like, hey, let me try these. Two of them, I could not get to work at all I'm like I can't I don't know watching what it, they were doing it, so I'm like I'm not even going to do those so it shows you that it's not necessary you can't just learn it necessarily from the video it may not work for you it either. may not work yeah so yeah it's a good lesson I learned that lesson I'm like frick man. yeah whoo yeah <laughs> that did not work I'm glad I didn't get into class and you know haven't tried it right so right um and and just on that note of like making it a bug out experience like yeah maybe do try and like eliminate the I always do. I always try and eliminate communication with the, you know, the regular world. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, sweet. I'm not going to get texts about somebody's ingrown toenail tonight. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, but also like really try and make it as if you were going to be out there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my bug out bag, but I do, I do have interest and I try to, I have like an inch bag. Um, yeah. so, and that one is really the one that I like to, like see how this gear is going to work. Is it something that I could live with right. this equipment for, you know, and who knows how long look, well, we did when we did the bugging out podcast, yeah, we did an overnight, um, bug out experience yeah, we where did. we That's... did it in that way. And, and it was again, it, of course the weather sucked. It did. We're going up there and it was like a monsoon, which it rains twice a year right. in, <laughs> in our neck of the woods. That so, was true. That, yep. You know what I mean? And so it was a great experience to go through that and go, oh, man, I really hope I don't actually have to do this. But if I do, there are a few things that I need to make sure I'm considering. Exactly right. That's you know? exactly how I we feel. learned like, some lessons. This would yeah. not be fun to do in a scenario where you're like watching out for people. Yeah. You're trying to be quiet and private and, and yeah. oh man, that'd be tough. But anyways, go listen to the bugging out podcast because we kind of- I kinda, think that's a great you, one for you the You can camping. hear us go through through that scenario in one of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, the bugging out podcast on all podcast platforms. Right. Go check it out. And um, another thing is you can really, and we've already mentioned this too, but <clears throat> a little more detail is like you want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because you want to take stress off from you, off from your kids. And and so you, it's the only time that I've ever found, like, what things will give my kids some comfort and some entertainment to, like, help us um, enjoy, like, the evenings when you can't get out in the forest and run around and do whatever. It's like right. when you're in camp and you're waiting to get sleepy and go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of just teaches you, um, you find those things that you can do. Um I get glow sticks because my kids like love them. And for some reason when they have them, they just don't feel like they'll go run around in the yeah. middle of the like night mm-hmm. and cross rivers with them on. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Come yeah. on. Like it like takes that fear out of them. Yeah. And so that's, that's one thing that I've learned with my family that I think you kind of learn of like what ways you can kind of help your family to mm-hmm. not feel so stressed out. 
and comfortable. Uh, the sleeping bags, I hate them. And so we found different ones that open up more that kind of turn into a blanket or just use certain blankets. Yep. Like the yep. wool ones we've gotten from BattleBox. Mm-hmm. I'll do a regular blanket in that wool one and yeah. it's warmer than anything. For sure. Like yeah. it works super well. So you find that out. Also, a bottle of Ambien. <laughs> At least a goes, bottle. It goes so far. It goes a long way. No. Yeah. Um, the, um, also with the camping, it allows you to do some, uh, get some exercise in that yeah. maybe you don't normally do. Like mm-hmm. if you're running on a treadmill and stuff like that. And I've gone camping where you're hiking with a backpack. It works some weird muscles, man. That you don't ever you're just work like, otherwise. Why my pelvis hurt? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I went on a, a camping, or not, it was a hunting trip. In oh, the, man, yeah. In, in the roadless that one area. You were gone for. I, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I thought death was coming to me at any moment. <laughs> but it, it really shows you, if I was if I was um, in a situation where I had to do that with a pack for that many miles, I'm not ready for it. You know, I'm, I, I'm really not. And it, it just kind of gives you a sense of reality. Like, you can't just get a 40-pound pack and go. Right. It's not how it's going to work. Yeah. You have to be ready for it. So flexible. You need yeah. To be, yeah. You need to really be exercising in other ways. Just exercising in general. Like, yeah, for sure. If you got the other stuff underway, you can probably push through with a lot of the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. never, um, never give up. Never give up. Never. What's the... I don't know. What, what was that book that we read? Um <laughs> Oh yeah. Never finished. N- never <laughs> never finished. Never finished. That's right. Um so yeah. Um and then the the last thing is we and we talked about this too like learning to solve problems mm-hmm. together. And like you said, it gets frustrating to have someone helping you when you're just pissed oh, man. and like frustrated, but yeah. it's a good opportunity to like bring your kids into like or you know or learn skills from other people that are with you like they may be super good at yeah. setting up a tent mm-hmm. um without like an actual tent kit, like the ones that can pull it up in the trees and all that Mm -hmm. crap. I don't know how to do any of that, but I've seen people do that. And that's a good opportunity just to ask them how they do that. Maybe just wander over from your camp. Hey, how'd you put that tent on? (laughs) People love that kind of stuff. Oh, they'd love to hear from you in those (laughs) scenarios. I hear your generator's running. It's not sputtering or anything. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I get so frustrated. And so, and my kids, they love to call. Like when I get frustrated, the curse words come out, right? Yeah. Like that's what happens. They like to like, hey. Hey, you said a curse word. I'm like, (laughs) I know. They make you. And it makes it worse. It does, yeah. Like if I ever said that to my dad growing up, he'd be like. I'll show you curse word, boy. Yeah. Curse word you to death. <laughs> Hostage situation starts early tonight. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what right now. <laughs> but um, mm. shelters fail, fail um, not just like uh, a tent and all mm. that, but like campers, um, yeah. your sleeping bag it's got a hole in it or something like mm-hmm. that. And and you just kind of figure out ways to yeah. to prevent those problems and to fix them yeah and then other thing is i've gotten sick on a camp trip and that's the worst man there's nothing worse because you don't have any like you don't have a way to be comfortable and like just wait it out take some medicine you're usually low on everything and that's not a bad thing because if you experience that you realize what you need to have um prepared and you were talking about the forgetfulness thing it's just like Mm -hmm. oh crap we don't have any ibuprofen yeah or we don't have like liquid uh, ibuprofen for the kids or forgot toilet paper forgot toilet head. paper yeah. yeah uh and yeah no so salt and pepper that was but, the one i was going to mention is it yeah like it so happens. many times i've forgotten that and yeah. i'm just like i don't want to eat yeah well i'm not eating eggs without salt and pepper <laughs> it's horrible yeah it's worthless but yeah, garbage so, yeah. but camping really does it's probably the best opportunity for you to practice those bug out scenario yeah, sure. um, stuff so yeah so in talking about camping and bugging out we see how there's a lot of similarities but that only goes so far. You know, it really does. Um, there's going to be some very radical differences between bugging out and camping. Right, Camp? What yeah. are you smiling Did at? Did you type it? something in the end? I don't know what you're talking about. The ear thing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we'll come back. <laughs> okay. I was um, just reading down. I was like, what the? <laughs> I didn't change that. I was hoping you were going to read it and say it at the oh, same time. Man. Dang it. Um, But yeah, so they're, like, w- like what we're saying is like it's a great dry run, camping and bugging out, but that only goes so far. Yeah. It is not similar in many many ways usually when you're camping again it's not life or death so you don't have you don't have the same stress you don't have the same anxiety you don't have the same external factors that you would with any sort of bug out situation you're always going to be relatively close to your your vehicle or your car or civilization at any time you can get in that car and drive home if you (laughs) need to that's the great thing about camping with bugging out that's not the case 
necessarily, right? Yeah. Like you're out there because you need to be away. I from think I mentioned that one time. My wife and I, um, just after we were first married, we went camping up in uh, Logan, like up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. The the um, burnt our food. Yeah. Um, I cracked like the, I got mad and threw the pan into the forest and like split it <laughs> backed into a tree. Yeah. Um, we forgot bug repellent and or mosquito repellent and I, we ended up just coming home that night. Yeah. That's like, it happens. man, could you imagine if like yeah. you like bugged out and you were like, I don't have any of this. It's all falling apart and it probably will. But you, you have just kind of learn how to deal with it. Exactly. It's, and it's like you're thinking about, uh, you know, camping. It's nice to have some sort of communication or connection to the news or the real world or something when camping. Like, it's nice. Yeah. But honestly, it's it's kind of critical to have some sort of communication when you're bugging out. Yeah. Right? You have to know when. You We're can talking get, about those radios. Yeah. Radio. Like, you have to know when to get back to the grid, you know, when to get back to to civilization. You have to know what's happening out there. That's another thing I should try more. Is using, we did do it when we did our yeah, bug out thing. We, we did, tried yeah. our weather radios and stuff. Exactly. Um, you know, while you will most likely encounter hordes of like idiot people when camping, that's the worst part of camping is all the people out there. That, and I hate everyone pretty much. Oh, right? I do too. Yeah. And so I, I just like, I don't want to see anyone. I want to go somewhere where I will not see anybody for the entire time I'm there. Yeah. That's what I want. Right. I was thinking the one good thing about Vernal yeah. is if you had to bug out, uh-huh. there's a trailer in every park that's just sitting there. They actually been there all year. They're cracking down on it this year. I hope year. so. I hope I so. saw something on Facebook. Like, they need to. They're, they're asking for people to report them. Oh, year. good. Yeah, I'll do so it. People, I will too. I'm, I'm, yeah. Count me in. Count me in. I'm signing. Can they get a badge or Deputize something? Deputize me. I'm going to get Can out I there seriously and get, get a badge or something? I know. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah, you're going to encounter those type of people. They're going to piss you off. They're going to be annoying. You don't like it. But usually, they're not going to be hostile. Yeah. They're not going to be trying to get the same resources. They're not going to be trying to get your resources, most likely. Mm-hmm. In a bug out scenario, all bets are off, man. Yeah. They could be nice to you. They could try and kill you the second <laughs> they see you. So, that's, <laughs> you know... You're not going to like people in either scenario, yeah. but the one you could die. <laughs> right. So just think about that, right? Um, while camping, again, you can just pack up and go home when you've had enough. Not so in an SHTF scenario. So, um, and then, you know, the last thing I was saying, like we, we talk about ca- uh, fishing being a big part of camping, which is fun, right? It's great. When you don't, you don't catch, catch. Yeah. it's not a huge deal. You're not, you're not excited my about line. it. I don't yeah. care. Throw the oh, pole well. in. Spinner, I throw my pole in. Spinner, when I'm done fishing, I'll buy a new I pole throw when it I get off. home. <laughs> New pole when I get home. Doesn't matter. If you're in a bug out scenario, you got to have those calories. Yeah. You need to eat. And so it's, it's very, very different, but again, still valuable. Just know, just know that there's going to be some really, really big differences (laughs) in a, in a real bug out scenario. Just because you camp doesn't mean you're going to be the best. Exactly. You should practice other survival skills. So that's camping for preppers. Yeah. Anything else cam on that? No. I was thinking when you were saying that they're cracking down on that, mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to be like, oh, they took the best spot. Reported. <laughs> Reported. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. I was thinking about it. Like, if you just add a ping to your name, camping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just, I was just thinking about that. I was that. like, what? <laughs> I wish my parents wouldn't put that as my middle name. Camping Hardy. Hardy. Yeah, you just camping. No, that's funny. Anyways. That's um, a good one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tack Pack. The only monthly tactical subscription box with useful, professional-grade stuff inside. Use our code CASUALPREPPERS and get a free $70 machine-made part from Next Level Armament. You guys, if you're going camping, you got to have your weapons. You do. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. Oh, and actually, I got the TACPAC shirt on today. Oh, you do. Oh, so you can get cool shirts like this, too, from Grandpa Hat and Grant. I got the, the, what what did they call it? The dad hat? The dad. Yeah, dad hat. (laughs) And, uh... Going golfing today. Yeah, we're going to go golfing. Going to get it done. It's time for the quick and dirty medical tip. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about (laughs) otalgia, ear erections, and other stuff. I was hoping like you were going to change the ear infections to ear erections. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah. Somebody (laughs) says some whisper, some dirty words, get that ear erection. Oh, I got an ear erection, baby. Yeah. But I, I was going to just mention this because I see it a lot. And so I was thinking uh, of how, like, when you're out bugging out, maybe mm-hmm. this will come to mind, um, of how to identify whether or not it's maybe an outer ear infection, an inner ear infection, and some of the things you can do. So uh, ear pain, a lot of people immediately with ear pain assume it's the ear. And that's not always the case. Could be your jaw. 
could be a dental issue, toe issue. So really, could be could be depression, <laughs> could be <laughs> could be uh, yeah fibromyalgia. Yeah, it could be fibromyalgia. <laughs> but really, you've got to like if you're out um, on your own, or you know you you've got to do a little bit more detailed physical exam. So how do you do that on your get own? Get a glove out. Get a glove on and just. You know, feel around your teeth, tap on your teeth, see if maybe it's a referred. <laughs> I do it all the time. I've been tapping on my teeth all damn day. <laughs> Let me think about this. Ow. Ow. But yeah, yeah. But you really, you, you want to do a more thorough assessment because you're, you know, you don't have the urgent care around the corner. So you got to figure this out on your own. Okay. Um, but yeah, like maybe bite down on, um, I use like a number two pencil if I feel like it's a tooth. Mm. I'll just kind of bite and see where, if it's a bite tenderness. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tap on the tooth and if it's sensitive, um, maybe that is referred pain. Because the ear itself, um, unless it's super infected and mm-hmm. swollen, I mean, it doesn't produce pain that easily. Mm. So you got to look and see if it's really actually just an infection. If you're not having drainage and all that, it's it could be something else. How's the drainage on the property? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... If you're trying to determine if it is an ear infection, mm-hmm. like right at the front of your ear, you know, a little bump, yeah. tragus. So if you actually, Traeger? if you push on that, <laughs> <laughs> it puts you in trouble, that's for sure. Trouble, Traeger. You get in trouble if you push on that. But if you push on that little bump in front of your ear, mm-hmm. in front of the ear hole called the tragus, that, like, if it's tender to push, it's mm-hmm. probably an outer ear infection. So it's I in do the ear this canal. and tap my tooth at the same time. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Rub what my, is wrong with him? Rub my trigger, tap my tooth. Usually in a subway, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, no. you're in an Arby's, you're just in there tapping your tooth and rubbing your hair. Um, but then if, if it's tender on the outside or if you pull down on the earlobe, it's probably an outer ear infection. And so what you can do there if you don't have, um, like a lot of ophthalmic eye drops can be put in the ear. Mm-hmm. So if you do, if you have like, some antibiotic eye drops you can use them. That's what we use a lot for ear Weird. infections. I know. Same thing, Jeez. basically. But can if you, you use Vagisil so for other orphans? <laughs> yeah. The tough thing Talking is... about that earlier. Yeah, we were. Um, we went into detail on that. <laughs> we sure did. But the uh, the if you have drainage and stuff, you don't know if the ear is perforated, you probably shouldn't be putting anything. Mine in. probably is perforated. Yeah. So 90% of the time, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. So again, these are these are steps to take mm-hmm. only if you have nothing else, like nobody else to help you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you do it because oh, I heard this tip the other day. Start doing weird crap with your ear. <laughs> yeah, you can head tap on Arby's your teeth all day. Head to Arby's and tap on your teeth. <laughs> right. My ear hurts. Leave me alone. <laughs> if it's a middle ear infection, mm-hmm. then you have um, those are painful. The the hearing is typically muffled because you got fluid in the middle ear space, uh-huh. and um, not all of those have to be treated, but if they get worse and you're having fever and stuff, and if you have backup antibiotics, you probably should start using them. Okay. If your ear perforates, um, you'll have pain relief, which is nice, and but then you're going to have bloody discharge. And so you're, yeah. you're, it'll heal on its own. Okay. Um, you don't want to put any drops in there. There are specific ones for um, the ear canal and stuff, but... They're not good for the inner ear. And instead of going into detail, just if that happens, don't be putting anything in your ear. Okay. Just let it drain and mm-hmm. it should heal on its own. But if it's hurting bad, it's getting worse, you're fevering, you probably should start oral antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So anyways, those are some simple little ways you can tell if you have an ear erection. Okay, so. Tap w- on your tooth. Yeah. Rub your trigger. Rub your trigger. <laughs> what What is it when my ear all of a sudden, like, like I lose hearing for a second? Goes, and it rings and or it makes... It's and pressure it change. Okay. So, happens to me all the time. I feel like I'm going to fall over. Yeah, air, uh, different, um, mm. yeah, the different temperatures in the air and, like, a change in pressure. Mm. But I, mine will just go, yeah, just ring. Does, You're yeah. like, what is that? Yeah. Weird. Ears are funky. Yeah. Funky dice. It's space. It's usually a rip. Dark matter. It's usually a rip. Yeah. Going right through your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's another dimension. The vacuum has collapsed. Mm-hmm. But black holes and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. All right, so guys. anyways, there you go. That's great. Uh, that's all we got today. Thank go you, guys. Go camp and rub your tragus. <laughs> rub your tragus. <laughs> Something like that. Tap your teeth all day long. Yeah, head to Arby's. Get the roast beef. <laughs> tap your teeth. Roast beef, tap your teeth. <laughs> That's what I always say. That's what my daddy always said. (laughs) 
Have a Pepsi. Tap your teeth, eat some roast beef. Have a Pepsi. Anyway. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and stay survived.